Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise mighty God. We love you, Jesus. Would you raise your hands all over this building right now? Let the Holy Ghost just bathe over you right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, do a mighty work. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Exodus 26, 31, and thou shalt make a veil, a veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twined linen of cunning work. With cherubim shall it be made, and thou shalt hang it upon four pillars of shittim wood overlaid with gold. Their hooks shall be of gold upon the four sockets of silver, and thou shalt hang up the veil under the tatches. Thou sh that thou mayest bring in thither within the veil. Everybody say within the veil. The ark of the testimony. And the veil shall divide unto you between the holy place and the most holy. The veil hung between the holy place and the holy of holies. When you came into that Old Testament tabernacle plan, there were two directions that were coming together in that tabernacle. We had God who was coming from heaven towards earth, and we had man who was coming from earth towards heaven. One was coming in the back door, already glorified and holy and righteous, and here comes man in the front door, and we've got to come through way of the altar. We've got to come through way, I preached it this morning, of repentance. And, and then that golden laver through the way of baptism, and then we come into the holy place where there is the candlesticks for the illumination of our way to God. And there is that table of shoe bread, Brother Bunch, that we're up to represents the word of God for our instruction. There is that wonderful incense uh, that was there to go up before the Lord that represents our worship and our praise and our prayer before the Lord. But ever there separating man from that place beyond the veil was that curtain where no man could go. The veil hung between the holy place and the holy of holies. It was the final separation between man and God. Though it was made of fine linen and, and uh, finely spun white linen with blue and purple and scarlet similar to those that were surrounding the Holy of Holies. This was different. It was to never be touched except once a year. When that high priest entered to sprinkle blood on the mercy seat on that day of atonement. It is here that we find the second set of four columns. We first found the columns and symbolism of the four gospels at the entrance gate. And here at the place where the multi-layered veil separates the holy place from the holy of holies. We find them again. These four columns just like those at the entrance gate. They represent the four gospels of Jesus Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Three of those four gospels specifically mention the veil being rent from top to bottom. Hallelujah. In Matthew and Mark and Luke. Symbolically, the veil was torn and humankind was granted, oh, thank God, access to the Holy of Holies with the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. And if you're thankful for that, I want you to give God a mighty praise right now. If you're glad that you can come boldly before the throne of grace give him praise hallelujah thank you Jesus oh.
himself to us as never before. It's here he comes to us. The veil torn that we might have access to his presence. This holy of holies was there. It's where the priest came once a year for the purpose of sprinkling blood on that mercy seat in an effort to atone for the sins of the people for a year. It was where the physical evidence of the God of Israel lingered in the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. The Ark of the Covenant housed behind the veil was constructed by a specific design directed, given by Moses, by God. In Exodus 25, 22, God says, And there... There I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things, which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. So when the tabernacle was completed, the ark of the covenant was placed in the holy of holies. A tabernacle without the ark would have just been a badger skin tent. This ark is significant significant in that it identifies God's desire to bring us humanity into his presence he didn't wait for man to come to him thank God he took the first step and 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 established the place and the plan God started at the ark of the covenant and put the rest of the wilderness tabernacle in place man on the other hand in moving toward God had to start at the brazen altar and a place of repentance but here God is saying I desire to meet with you and if you will meet with me he says whatever you need I can do it if you need a healing in your body he says I'll heal your body if you need a healing in your spirit God says I'll heal your spirit when God comes into the presence of man and man comes into the presence of God all things are possible somebody give him praise yes somebody say yes the veil is torn the doors come on whatever you need today why don't you enter in priest was required to change his clothes before he went into the holies of holies so must you and I our change ever ourselves of everything that might hinder us or make us unworthy in order to allow nothing but his righteousness to take us there Jesus is our righteousness when I come to him I come knowing that he is everything and I am nothing. It is here that we find a place of fellowship and intimate communion with God. It is with holy reverence and holy awe that we step beyond the rent veil into his presence. I wonder if somebody would take a moment right now and in your spirit just kind of unburden yourself of, of anything that might hinder you from coming into the presence of God. I'm going to lay down my flesh. I'm going to lay down my weary spirit. I'm going to lay down everything that would make me unworthy. God, I repent before you right now. I lay down my flesh. I lay down everything. 
nothing that would try to hinder every spiritual attack. I bind it in the name of Jesus. God, loose your people right now to walk into a supernatural, life-changing experience with you. In the name of Jesus, come on, lay aside every sin, every weight that would beset you. Right now we lay it down, Lord. We lay it down, Jesus. Just like that priest had to change his clothes. God, I'm going to change my spirit. I'm going to change my heart. I'm going to change my attitude. And I'm going to come before your presence. And so the writer of Hebrews reminds us in Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. I don't know what you came needing today. Some of you I do. Most of you I don't. But I don't have to know what you need. All I have to know is the one who meets needs. And I'm telling you, he is in this building right now. He is bigger than every sickness. He is bigger than every disease. He is bigger than every problem. He is bigger than every spiritual attack. There is no devil that can stop you. There is nothing in your flesh that can keep you back. For the Bible says that we can come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. What do you say? Let's go there right now. Come on, the veil is torn. And here we go. Oh, the veil is torn. The doors Come on, let's go. I see in this place right now in a mighty way desiring to do a supernatural work I want you to step out from your seats and get out around the front here find somebody that you can pray with right now I want you to begin to minister to one another in the Holy Ghost come on beyond the veil we go into the presence of God it's where we speak in tongues it's where we move in the supernatural it's where the miraculous takes place so we pray for things that are impossible in our flesh but God is able he's going to heal your body he's going to deliver you from those things that have you bound come on would you connect with some people begin to pray down the power of God Yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, you're a miracle worker. You're a miracle worker. And in your presence, all things are possible. Thank you, Jesus, for tearing the veil. Thank you for letting us come boldly before the throne of grace. Now do a mighty work. In the bodies of your people, do a mighty work.
The Holy Ghost is sweeping across this place right now. Come on, I want you, if you have the Holy Ghost, you feel the Holy Ghost sweeping over you, begin to speak in a heavenly language. God, fill this place with your spirit. Let everybody receive the Holy Ghost. If you want the Holy Ghost, come on, get your hands in the air. Throw your head back and begin to worship God. And he will fill you and refill you with the Holy Ghost. It's here. Yes, God, give us a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. Stir up the gift that is within us, God. Oh, God, stir us up. Let it run over, overflow, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, bless these young people, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Listen, I got to tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost right now on the seventh day of those children of Israel marching around the gates of Jericho those walls of Jericho on the seventh day they were no longer to hold their peace on that seventh day and on the seventh time around they were to give the Lord a mighty shout and I think sometimes we need to just punch a little hole in the darkness and get through what's holding us back and I'm going to ask everybody in this building if you have the Holy Ghost when I count to three you hold you cover up your little baby's ears we don't want to do any damage but we're going to give the Lord a shout I want you to reach way down inside your belly and give God whatever your sounds like woo or yes or woohoo whatever but we're going to take about 30 seconds and give God our best shout and if you want the Holy Ghost while we're shouting you shout and then begin to speak in tongues that the Holy Ghost gives you the utterance are you ready come on we're going to raise the roof in here right now in the name of Jesus one two three give him a shout Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Yes, Jesus.
Holy, holy. Let's sing holy, holy. pray every day get your phone out or your device whatever you use go to the church app go to prayer list you'll see a prayer list there somebody's already been doing this if you aren't doing this get get it out this is what it's for probably one of the most important components of this app is right here Alice H. needs healing. Who put Alice H. on the prayer list? Becky Neal. Who put Becky Neal? Mary Runyon. Brenda Wagner. Brenda Wagner, yes. Brittany McCovey. Who submitted her? Anybody here? Ron Fields. I was going to say, that sounds like my family. Crystal. Who put Crystal? Okay. David Vadis. Anybody know David Vadis? See, some of these gods answered. Where are you at, Brother Vadis? There he is. Aren't you glad people prayed for you? Aren't you glad he's healed and doing better? Don Dixon. I know um, Sister Harding's brother, Ginger Howell, who put Ginger on the prayer list. Sister Shea, that's right. That's her sister. Crystal Horn. Anybody here put her on there? Okay. And then Brother Woodruff. These are all names that are not going to be on the screen because we're only having them on the screen for a week at a time. But they're going to, they're going to be on the prayer list for uh, about a month. And these are names that when we submit them, and we're trusting. Because look, I, what I looked around here a while ago and saw were people who believe in the power of prayer. So if I'm sick, if I can't get my name on this list, Cindy, you get my name on this list. Because I want these people praying for me. And if you're watching this on live stream or you're watching it later, I'm going to tell you right now, if you need prayer, there might be other people you can call, but I'd get a hold of this group right here at Turning Point Apostolic Church to pray for me because their power of God is in this place right now. So these requests will turn into testimonies. They drop off the prayer list and they show up at church. Amen. They get healed. We don't pray just to pray. We pray for healing. 
and we believe it. When we pray, we expect it to happen. Amen. So I suspect that there are things we prayed for last week that God has moved upon. Raise your hand if God's already answered a prayer from last week. So I see six or seven. Amen. Prayer is answered. We need to celebrate those things. So I want you to turn, if it's something you can share with somebody, turn around to two or three people and just share with them what your testimony is. If it's personal, don't share with them. But if you can share it with them, tell them what the Lord did. Amen. Brother, Brother uh, Randall, ask him what the Lord did, if he can tell you what the Lord Yes, she was here. She was here this morning. <laughs> His wife was here today. <laughs> Praise God. He's prayed for his wife to be here. He was, she was here this morning. First time, I believe. Praise God. I'm just telling you, we're not, we don't just pray and then move on. We pray and we see God move. We see God heal. We see God deliver. And there are those in this room right now, you would not be here. I'm a, I'm a walking testimony of prayer working. You are a walking testimony of prayer being powerful and working. Amen. All right. Come back next week with your testimonies. Next week is Father's Day, and we'll have only the 10 a.m. service. We're going to honor our fathers, but you know how we do it. We're just going to have church. We say Happy Father's Day, then we just have church. That's the that way we do. We'll give all the dads something on the way out the door. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna have church. So come, bring somebody with you. Tuesday night, seven o'clock. Come, prayer service. We're gonna have a great time. It's gonna last an hour. We'll we'll open. We'll close. In between there, we're gonna pray. So come. Uh, we won't have you out late. Brother uh, Pace will be leading our prayer service Tuesday night. Wednesday night is Bible study. You don't want to miss Bible study. We've been having some good Bible studies. God's moving in powerful ways. We're excited about that. Amen. Hang on to this. Let the Lord continue to use you. And uh, God's using many of you. We've been praying. God lead us and use us. And uh, we taught Wednesday night about making friends and making friends disciples. Has anybody tried to be friendly this week? Or are you still just being all mean and grumpy? You've been friendly? Praise God. Glory to God. She's been friendly. <laughs> That's awesome. What'd you say? Oh, wow. So you were friendly, made a friend, turned into a Bible study, going to turn into a disciple in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, listen, if you've got Bible studies going on with people, find somebody and ask them to pray for you, to join you and tell them, I'm gonna buy, i got a Bible study tomorrow, 10 o'clock, whatever. Pray for me. So the Lord's moving. Somebody's praying for you while you're giving that Bible study. Pray for me tomorrow at 9 o'clock. I'm giving a Bible study to somebody in their home. And God's going to move. We're going to... We're going to see great things happen. Amen. I'm, I'm saying, actually, for me, tomorrow at 9. If you don't get up that early, get up pray for me anyhow. Amen. God love you. We love you so much. Uh, brother, Sister Worthen, uh, where you at? Did they already leave? Oh, <laughs> we got our cards. We're out of here. <laughs> Taking us 20 years to get these cards. We love you so much. What a good service to, for your final official service. Amen. We love you. We're going to be praying for you. God bless all of you. Stick around as long as you like fellowship. Shake hands. Be friendly. We'll see you Tuesday night, 7 o'clock prayer service.